Welcome back. All the Flag Kids Show. This is episode 32, the Writer's Block episode. I am your host, Geronimo Knows. Here as always with my co-host and super engineer, Backpack Matt. What up? <laughs> like, you gonna say so? You usually, you usually speak, man. Didn't your, didn't your mother teach you some manners? I got a critical work email, so. Man, you gotta calls. You gotta leave your feelings at the door. Yeah, man. It's, it's only business, it's, man. Anyway, it's only business. Um, so we back with another episode today. Um, it's been a while since we had a straight up episode about just music journalism. You know, we've had Marcus Dallin on the show a couple times. We talked about music journalism with him the very first time he came on. Um, but this woman, I have been watching her growth since I first met her. You know, I actually am shocked that she agreed to do this because, you know, she's a little shy. She don't be one to, you know, talk talk to people, put herself on blast. But she always, she booming. If you're into music journalism, especially as it relates to hip-hop, R&B, anything just, you know, in that realm, you've probably read some of her stuff. Uh, she has written for, yeah, I got to keep on going, get this out the way now. She's written for outlets like Pitchfork, Washington Post, Washington City Paper, Noisy, The Fader, um, she's written on people like Shaq Glizzy, Danny Brown, Cupcake, Drum, Two Chains, Sanford, Odyssey, Gold Link, Anderson mm. Pac. The list goes on and on. That's a crazy roster. You know, I know she won't brag on herself, but I will. Today's guest is Brianna Younger. Hello. Let's clap it up. Yeah! Oh, God. <laughs> we got to start warning the nigga before we start clapping. I'm just doing it. No, I only did that because she'd be, she really be like, no, you know. If I could blush, uh, Lord knows, I would look like a tomato in here. Uh, <laughs> how you feeling today, Brianna? Now you got my face hot. Mm, but I'm up. good. Good, yeah. good, good, good. I'm stressed. Stress? Yeah. We all that was, stressed That today. was a lot. <laughs> man, threw off be... a base, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's, let's, let's jump right into it. Tell everybody where you're from. I am from the small town that's apparently being heavily advertised in Union Station, Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Oh, Asheville. Okay, Asheville is popping? Uh, Apparently, um, where, where is Asheville in location in, in, in you know geographically located with uh, North Carolina? It's in the western part in the mountains, so it's a mountain mm. town. Okay. So I grew up seeing mountains and bears in my yard and wild turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> what are the what other colleges are right there besides UNC Asheville? Uh, western Carolina. Okay. Um, Montree is that what it's called? But UNCA is probably the main one. Oh, App, App State, Appalachian. Appalachian State, that's what I was thinking about. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so what was your childhood like? Um, my childhood was pretty chill. Um, oh. <laughs> you chill? <laughs> no, I was chill. Um, I went to, you know, I, I had the cliche, good childhood, you know. It was it wasn't really a struggle. It's not that sexy struggle story. <laughs> Both of my parents went to Howard. Is I, a struggle story really sexy? That's what people act like. They lost know some struggle porn. I'm just saying, you know, like <laughs> only people who think struggle is sexy are people who haven't done it though. So and the media. <laughs> and the media. Um, but yeah, both my parents went to Howard. I went to Howard. Okay. Um, okay, so that's how you ended up in D.C. And I knew that is. you went to Howard, but the people didn't. Um, why Howard? Why not school um, in North Carolina? Did you want to just get away from home or? Well, 
to my background, I initially grew up around a lot of white people. Like, mm -hmm. I was in a lot of classrooms where I was the only black face. I was in a lot of schools where I was like one of 10, 12 black people. Wow. So it was just very much like, I think my parents subconsciously, because they went there, but they were never like, go to Howard and carry on the legacy. It was just kind of like, they went there, so it was always on my radar. And I just wanted to be around black people. Like around, getting into high school was probably when there was more black people, and by more, I mean, hmm, 50. Okay. And um, okay. I started, you know, hanging out with them and got into some negative aspects of what I thought black culture was. But in Asheville, there's not a lot of black wealth, so okay. the black people are a certain type of way, and I thought that's how you had to do it. <laughs> and so going to Howard kind of undid that because that was where I learned like there's a lot of ways to be black and black yeah. culture is we're multifaceted. Not, we're, yeah, and, we're not monolithic. <laughs> right. You can, you can, you know, because I got a lot of the, oh, you talk so white thing. But at Howard, no one is saying that. Like, yeah, because you, 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 you get so many people from all parts of the country, all parts of the world. Like I, I, right. went, I went to Howard and I tell people the reason why I went to Howard, even being from this area. Um, I went to Howard because I wanted to meet different people, but I from who weren't from here. But I wasn't quite ready to go away for right. school. But I knew most of the people at Howard aren't from here. No, you know what I mean. And you know it's cool to be smart at Howard, and that was some because like I mean back in Asheville at the time, yeah, University, the facts. But we we will not speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the time, like I was like in like the honors and AP classes, and it was like, oh, you're the smart. Like you know, it just became a thing, and yeah. I know that's like overdone this whole notion that like black people don't like people to be smart, which is not facts, but you know, when your view is limited and you're the only one, it can come across like you're trying to be better or you think you're better or whatever the case is. So Howard kind of just undid a lot of that and made me comfortable in my own skin. So cool, cool, H U you know. And you were um, a communications major, correct? Yep. Broadcast journalism. Broadcast journalism. Okay, so you did initially, because I was going to ask like, what was your focus? Was it journalism specifically, or did you do radio, TV, and film? <laughs> like, which way did you go? When well, you got it's kind of ironic, because I've been writing since I was a child. Like, in grade school, my teacher had me editing my classmates. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I did middle school newspaper, which was an oversized white sheet of paper on two sides. <laughs> <laughs> and I did newspaper in high school. I was like the features editor and the entertainment editor. But at okay. no point was I ever like, I want to be a writer. I never yeah. told my mother that. I never said that. It was I was just, like just doing it. Yeah, you. I don't know what my end goal was. And I got to Howard and I thought I was going to be like a, a media personality. Like I always said I would be like Oprah mixed with Michael Bazden. And then, like, I realized I actually don't like talking. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want people to look at me. <laughs> so that was out. Um, and I was interning at KYS my senior year with Pharaoh Martin. Okay. I'm and a, he I'm was the one who kind of put me on to, like, oh, you can, like, write about music. That's a thing. Because Howard was, like, hard news. Like, so this is, like, 2010? 12. 12? Okay. Because Howard was very much, like, hard news. Yeah. Put on your suit. Mm-hmm just the facts and then Pharaoh was kind of like nah you can write about whatever you want and so him and Marcus Dowling actually like folded me in the mix of like brightest young things and Brooklyn Bodega where he was editing at the time and that's how all that happened. Oh, I forgot all about Brooklyn Bodega. <laughs> so did you meet did you meet Marcus through Pharaoh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> that was when you know DMV's hottest KYS's little list that yeah. used to get everyone all riled up, mm -hmm. and Marcus was on the round table and came through to record with them. Okay, so. okay, yeah, because I was trying like, how did we even meet? Probably through, through Marcus. Marcus. <laughs> Probably through Marcus. You know what I mean? Okay, so 
when did you start writing professionally outside of just like WKYS? Because was that like was that an actual job? Was that an internship? That was an internship. Okay, so when it when when was your first um professional out you set off on your own <laughs> writing? I did the you know I got caught up in the graduating with no job frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of chilled for the summer because I was fortunate enough to have a mother who was willing to let me chill and figure it out and she was my mother's always been adamant about there's nothing in Asheville for you over my dead body when you come back here so so she was just like shout out the mom facts because <laughs> there have been many times where I'm like nah I'm about to just come live at your house this too much but um so I ended up getting an internship a paid internship with NPR okay um in August of 2012 after I graduated and that was really my first like official high-profile byline because they let me write for their website, mm-hmm. which kind of just sent the ball rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the environment like at NPR? Um, it's as opposed to say like a KYS. Um, I mean KYS is under Radio One, so it's obviously a lot of black people, yeah. <laughs> and NPR is not, or it wasn't at the time. They're you know they have code switch now, so they're trying to do better, but. It was a lot of music lovers. That was my favorite part. It was very much like, that was when I started to learn about people like Bat for Lashes and all these like, like they just love music. Like they had a classical person, a jazz person, like indie rock. And like, I was, you know, I was familiar with, but these are people who really dig and who really love the digging and mm-hmm. finding things that everyone aren't isn't paying attention to. So it was cool being around them. I miss them always, cause. They st- they, NPR, they don't do that show no more that, um. Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Was oh, doing. Franny and Ali. Um, well, was my check at the time. Cause Franny was one of my mentors, but she was in the New York office, so I only okay. met her when she came down, and then we formed a relationship. Okay. But no, Franny and Ali ended up leaving, and they have, I guess, now been replaced with Stretch and Bobito. Oh, I, I didn't know they had. A, I didn't know Stretch and Bobito had a show on there. I went to that. The, just I, happened. I, like, okay, okay, because I yeah. went. I did go to their screening of the documentary over at the NPR office here. Right. But that was know, probably like the the runway. Okay. Okay. So All I right, think I'm, now it's official. I'm gonna have to look for that. <laughs> definitely have to look for that. Um, so NPR. So how long um, were you? So how long were you with NPR? Um, you know, sem- a semester, but I wasn't in school. So August through or September through the end of the year, and I actually ended up leaving my internship early because SiriusXM offered me a job, and okay. you know, the, you're you're a graduate, you're looking for a job, so. Okay. I ended up leaving early, and I've been at SiriusXM since then. Okay. And just kind of writing as well. And what's your role at Sirius? Uh, music programming. Okay. And what, tell, tell tell people what that's about. Um, it de- like it's it depends on like what level you're on. At my level, it's you know a lot of the hands on making sure the programming is in place, making sure the music is there, but. Depending on the channels you work on, you can be selecting the music. You can be, you know, you're having input in that way, mm-hmm. putting together shows, pre- suggesting shows. But I work on 60s and 50s, and I was obviously not alive at that time, and that's <laughs> <laughs> not my area of expertise. Well, you I mean don't like really 50s on five or 60s on, on six. six? Precisely. Okay. And uh, watercolors, which is smooth jazz. Oh. Watercolors. Yo. Your mother's favorite <laughs> my, station. That's my mother. No, between watercolors and uh, 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 what's the name of the reggae station? The joint. The joint. The joint. <laughs> I'm just like, lady, for real. You might Seriously. fuck around, and get like. My mother loves Heart and Soul, like watercolors, and like yeah. Kirk Franklin's gospel. Right. Sometimes my mother put on the groove. I'm like, okay, 
I could get with this. I could get with the groove. The groove you know, is cool. This is but this and watercolor. Have you all noticed watercolors is always on Ubers? Like Ubers <laughs> love watercolors. Like, Maybe the older that's Ubers like right? elevator. When, when I was Ubering, <laughs> exactly. I was playing. What was I playing when I was doing Uber? I was Shade Forty Five. Shade Forty Five. <laughs> I was doing. I was doing all the rap stations. You know, trying to gauge like okay. Mm, okay, they don't mind a little cursing, little yeah, yeah. little f bomb yeah. here. Little <laughs> forty four. I keep I always forget. Hip hop nation. Hip hop nation. Forty four. And then I, um, I what's the new one with uh uh, uh with uh Heather B. Her Fly. 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 Yes. I used to work on Fly, and then they moved it to New York. So. Okay. I wish they had some rap stations down here, but they yeah. have back they, they have like a lot of sports and news here, right in the DC. Yeah, the sport. Right? There's hella sports uh, studios, hella talk studios. Okay. Music. There's a lot of rock music down here, but. Yeah. Because <laughs> what is New York, D.C., Nashville, L.A.? L.A.'s newer, so a lot of music channels aren't really based there. That's a lot of talk, like okay. entertainment talk. Okay. 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 So you're at Sirius now. Mm -hmm. So where do you go next with the, with the writing? Um, well, writing is a pretty unstable field. Okay especially music writing like you know maybe hard news it's a little it's a little better but so i've been pretty much not really making a whole lot of effort into getting into writing full-time just because i mean you i'm sure we all saw like mtv news that's done yep. like people are getting bought up all the time people are laying off whole departments all the time yeah, and it's just like because by the time you got into it like being a, a staff writer is like pretty much non-existent if you didn't yeah. get in like 15 years ago you can forget about it yeah there's probably what every publication has 2.7 staff writers wow like wow mm. That's and crazy. then a bunch of editors and then you contract out so um and, and it's just funny you spoke mm -hmm. about the like how mtv news is done i was watching the defiant ones and you know they had um what's her name was that serena Alchul? they showed like a clip of her and i was just like yo I used to live for watching MTV News. Like, they gave you a lot of great, solid news reporting. Facts. You and know I, what I mean? I mean, I think they want to get back to video because, you know, the whole idea is that millennials and young people don't read, which is not facts. It's not true. At all. Mm -hmm. But advertisers like video and audio. So yeah. all of the media agencies are pretty much playing into their advertisers and just getting rid of good writing. So One recent... Um, video feature or feature in general for MTV News that I saw via Twitter is the um, they uh, did this feature on GoGo um, mm -hmm. and a woman who I'm guessing she's in her 40s because like she was talking about going to the black hole six <laughs> and I'm just like okay she's definitely in her 40s um, practically 50 at this point but she's from from um, she was from out she's from Mount Pleasant and she just like did a whole write up on the website or whatnot. So I thought that was dope. So I'm like, okay, so there's still an MTV News room, but not this, you know, you're watching MTV and you know, at, on this commercial break, you're right. gonna see- Kurt Loader and shit. Exactly. Kurt. Man, I miss MTV Carson News. Carson Daly coming on TRL. That was a religious experience. Back when it was still Total Request Live, like when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem or NSYNC was on the joint every right. day. That was, the real world I wasn't was mad relevant. at that though. Real world versus real, real world. world. The, 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 fir the first reality yeah. TV show. I wanted to be on real world. I, I just, did too. I just Back knew. in the day, I, I wanted knew. to be on it. Especially after what? The, the Miami season. 
that's my favorite fucking season of who, real who was notable on that season man they had um what's 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 my uh what's my girl name uh cynthia Okay. They had yeah. man. They had they had. Who was the what was the uh, the gay white dude's <laughs> name? Cause they cause they both they both got into it cause, um, cause cause he cause I think he opened up her mail and she was just like you know just oh well it was right there on the on the public table for everybody <laughs> and so then he wants to come out there and switch it up just like well. My friend just told me that he has AIDS. And it's just like, what? so this is, okay. So this is back in the 90s. So AIDS was still kind of like, you know, if you have AIDS, that's like a really big deal. Like, oh shit. Like <laughs> now, not to, dis not to discount somebody having it, but it's just kind of like, okay, that sucks. But the reaction probably won't be like, oh, you ain't going to get out of this just by telling me you got AIDS. <laughs> it is 2017. Motherfuckers need to know better. Right. <laughs> That's why you don't trust motherfuckers. MTV, man. I okay. Just, I just remember, like, it's always that one person on each season who has, like, a long-distance relationship. So it'd be like... And they, they boyfriend or girlfriend show up. Right. You know and they already cheated on, some, with them, on someone in the house. But it always got scenes of them being on the phone. Like, we give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like three minutes of them on the phone laying in the couch in the corner. Like, I give a fuck what's going on. All I know is whenever I see, see or hear something about Tammy Roman, I'm like, man, Tammy been fucking shit up, fucking motherfuckers up since the 90s. Tammy yeah. was on Real World? She was, she, 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 uh, L.A. Or was it San Francisco? No, it wasn't New York. It wasn't you Tammy. Sure? <laughs> it, it was, no. We can Google this. Somebody, but she was on one of the California seasons. Wow. One of the first ones. It was either San Francisco or L.A. She, I remember she got into the fight with the other black dude. Um, and, yeah, she cursing them out. And, like, and they like, okay, you have to go. <laughs> MTV was it, man. It's you kind know? of funny because I'm going to... Um, no flex, but my birthday is next Tuesday, mm -hmm. and I'm going to Cabo, and I'm literally going to Cabo because of Laguna Beach. That was like their spring break move. I was like, <laughs> they were like, oh, we're going to Cabo. I was like, I need to go to Cabo, apparently. All right, humble brag. Okay. New York. New York was the answer. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tammy was not on New York. No, she was not. I'm telling y'all, she was not on New York. That wherever you got that from is wrong. Okay, Google lag, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to that. So, okay, Google. how does a person get to write for a major music publication? Because you got plenty of music bloggers out here with the hopes who, who if they haven't already <laughs> had gotten the opportunity to contribute to a music, a music, a major music outlet, they want to. How, do, how does that one get to that point? I know this is probably not the most helpful of answers, but I definitely think a lot of it is luck or if you're a spiritual karma, the universe, blessings, whatever. You know somebody who can plug in. Yeah, like, and you know, I got lucky with, you know, getting the internship at NPR, and mm -hmm. that was, a, like, people still, like, aspire to write for NPR, and mm -hmm. I got Hell that yeah. byline pretty early on. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of just luck and timing. Um, there are people around here who were advocating for me before I even knew them, like Marcus J. Moore and... Sarah Godfrey Shout were apparently Marcus, just Sarah. throwing my names in all types of pots, and I didn't even know. I mean, those at are the good. Time. Those are good people to have throw your name around in some pots, right there. Yeah. So, you know, just people look at that. People looking out is a lot of it, I would say. Um, and not even I. I think people want people to look out to their face, but it's really the people who look out for you, and you don't even know it. That's yeah. a fact. Like they're just doing it. They're not trying to get credit. Mm -hmm. They're just believing in you from afar. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's. That was a lot of it. Like, that's been a lot. And now, like, 
I, I told Marcus and Sarah, they're like my writing mother and father. So, <laughs> but yeah, they've always looked out. Um, pitching, like cold pitching, like just being, I guess, brave enough. Just hitting up the editor. To just, yeah, like I got this idea. Maybe you want to do it. Okay. Um, but also, I think as you get more bylines, people will just come to you, not necessarily with opportunities, but like they'll follow you on Twitter. Mm -hmm. They won't even say anything to you. Like a lot of editors just started following me on Twitter and they weren't in my mentions like, hey, trying to be friends. It was just kind of like a, I see you yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. then it's like, if they follow you, you can DM them and be like, are you accepting pitches? So it was a lot of that. It was, yeah. I guess the work ultimately. Speaks for itself. I think it has to. I think that's in every field. Like, people can plug you in, people can put you on, but if you can't deliver the goods, then mm. what are you doing? So. Well, speak, speaking of that, you know, just in the time that you've been at Sirius, like, name a few things that you've learned working for, I mean, ultimately, a, a radio station. <laughs> you know, it's not terrestrial, but it's still a radio station. Um, Sirius taught me really about the corporate side of the music industry and... Mm -hmm. A lot of it is things I didn't want to know. <laughs> like, just... Like you, can you name any of those things? Well, <laughs> is this I mean... Shit the Illuminati going to come get you? No, nah, it's not... It's not anything They're going to come like get that. you like they, got, uh, like they got Prodigy. But I'm interested in shit like that. <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of... No it's, no, it's no, like, you know, crazy Illuminati stories. It's just, you know, watching what people place value in and who that erases, who people think are valuable, who people think have money. Mm -hmm. For example, Sirius, obviously, if you look at their content, is really geared toward, like, older white people. Yeah. yeah. And so and to truckers. sit there as a young black person, and, you know, you're trying <laughs> to put forth these ideas and you're trying to do these things, and they're just popping up every iteration of a rock channel you can imagine and it's just kind of like it's just disheartening because it's, it's just like houseway like, how yeah like, <laughs> since we talk mm -hmm. about serious <laughs> but it's like you know i'm not a follow the money person but the music industry every industry is about following the money so it's when people are music. making money moves i'm just like i don't get it i don't understand why mm. would we do this yeah so that's probably the biggest thing serious has taught me is just it's business at the end of the day. Yep. Like, okay. Which hurts my heart because well, I'm creativity at the end of the day. Like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that, that, I mean, most creative people will say. I mean, there are some creative people who are equally creative and business-minded. There's some creatives who are really good at, at, at creating as they are even making money. And some creatives, like, I just want to just create and that's all I'm focused on. And, like, Facts. just give me, a, give me enough money to live on. I'll be happy on that. Yeah. I ain't got to be a millionaire. None of that. Facts. You know what I mean? Um, so definitely. Okay. All right. Um, well, you've been, you've covered all types of, um, music acts from local, national, global, whoever. I know, um, locally, would it be safe to say that maybe a lot of people got most familiar with your work when you did the, uh, the, the interview? The noisy joint? Well, I was going to say the fader <laughs> interview with Shag Lizzie. Oh. <laughs> locally no nah, it was i think it was the noisy one because so that, but that came after the mm -hmm. fader okay the okay. fader one because the shy glizzy interview around that time because i was around law three was the complex one where he said whatever he said about it was just was that the one we talking about goofy people yeah that okay. one and oh so, so you interviewed him 
both of those times. No, 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 he did. I mean, someone else did the complex. Right, one, okay, okay, okay. Which is where the goofy people quote yeah, was. Yeah. And the fader one was out around the same time, but people weren't really looking at that one, to okay. my knowledge. So, okay. I right. would say probably. Well, maybe I looked at because I saw your name on it. I was like, well, let me see. Let me well, see I what's her, this you. conversation was hitting <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, so I would say locally, my profile rose with the noisy one. Okay, and tell people what that one was about. <laughs> That was it. Was it? It wasn't a list, contrary to popular belief, mm. like a a ranked list. It was a collection of like you know just the scene at at its present yeah. iteration. So you know just the different things that are going on, the different artists who are doing you know bringing something to the scene. So you know it was like Gold Link and Chaz and Shy Glizzy was on it. Light Show was on it. Um, the Clan was on it. Mm -hmm. Cicero was on it. Mm -hmm. Rosnebu was on it. Like it was just people who are just doing different things and yeah. you know making waves around here. Okay. And since it was such a big list, it was like a good probably fifteen people. Nah, it was a lot of because I was I was <laughs> scrolling. I was like, damn, there's still more people. I'm yeah. Out the loop. <laughs> and so it just went up. Okay. Like people, <laughs> I've seen people celebrating like the one year anniversary of it, which is just. <laughs> mind-boggling but i mean with that's still a big deal for 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 dc because even though you know once you know wale definitely started making his moves within the music industry definitely that helped increase the the number as and and mentions in major media outlets so but it was just him for so long right you know and then you had a few others after Trail, that you know what i mean them. but to hear about other acts who haven't, you know, may or may not have any had any association with the uh, with the major label, you know, may only be known just through the internet. Whatever the case may be, like that's still a big deal, and it's and you're in it's in a major outlet. I was so scared. I just what? knew like everyone was gonna be like, "This is trash," and like, nah. no, it was actually so much love. Like, <laughs> I was shocked that like no one to this day has said anything bad to me. Like, no one's been like that joint trash or. <laughs> tried to get mad that they weren't included or list, anything yeah. like yeah yeah it's been a lot of love so shout out to everyone oh for i mean because i was scared like right my mentions about to be in flames <laughs> <laughs> well see i just reading your work that you in the times that you cut whenever you cover local act dc dc dmv acts a lot of times when people cover acts from here it's like you can tell they're not immersed in the local culture right so it definitely helps that you're immersed in it you know what i mean like it doesn't even matter like whether or not you're from here like if you're not immersed in it you can only speak from it from an outsider's perspective right so i think that's why you never well i won't say never because <laughs> you never know how people might feel never but, say never. <laughs> but i would say you you shouldn't have anything to worry about when it comes to covering um local acts you know what i mean like i'm literally just waiting for the day someone's just like you from north carolina like that's facts I don't even got a rebuttal. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I am. What do you want me to say? Right. Like, I've been here X amount right. of years. <laughs> right. You know, people will vouch for me. They, I've been out here. <laughs> I think it's something to be said about going too narrow. So you didn't do that either, right? Like you were. No, right. I tried to sweep wide. Um, I but think the unfortunate stuff, part in right. hindsight was there wasn't a lot of acts from DC proper. Mm -hmm. But that's just the nature of what's happening right now in general. Like. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. 
And, you know, I, I've, I've seen many conversations about this on Twitter. You know, it's something like Bird brings up quite a bit on Twitter. Um, some other people, you know, who aren't, you know, contributors necessarily to, like, DC's music scene anyway, but just listeners and fans. Um, I mean, the, the real argument is, like, you don't, you don't get a lot from DC proper, like, rappers from DC proper specifically because too many, there's not enough variety. They all, like, just sound the same. Everybody's just doing the same exact I mean, thing. It's weird for me because I'm like, I don't get the people being preoccupied with who's actually from D.C., but I'm also not from D.C. to know the passion that's behind it to, you know, to get into the emotion. Like, I don't have that emotional connection Okay. that people who are from here probably do to, like, you know, who have been around where maybe D.C. was the only place who was getting respect and Maryland was a dirty word or Virginia was a dirty word and now it's not. So it's just kind of like, or well, vice versa. Well, Virginia's still a dirty word <laughs> for, for people from D.C. and P.G. County. Um, well, I mean, D.C. is. And P D.C. just is, I think in the face of redevelopment and gentrification, people who are native Washingtonians, who are black especially, um, are just, they want whatever kind of way to hold on to their own specific identity as possible. So that's why you get so much backlash from DC natives about DMV and people lumping DMV, DC into that. And just when speaking, even if we're speaking about DC, they say, yeah, the DMV, but still kind of like the way people always associate urban with black and Latino, right. <laughs> when urban just means it's a city environment. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it too. You know what I mean? It's, but It's so funny. Like I was, when the Warriors in the finals, like I was at, the bar and some old head was like, I don't even know what the DMV is, but this for DC, like Kevin Durant winning, whatever. I'm like, call me from PG though. I mean, yeah, I mean they have. What when is that? Uh, they, they doing from a, Pleasant. They doing a, they doing a they doing a parade or something out there for him. I was like, look, yeah, I know. But look. he played on the team, right? The mm -hmm. local team, well, the AAU team, I guess. Do y'all do AAU? Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but I mean, he went to what? Uh, uh, he went to Montrose Christian. Mm -hmm. Right, you know what I'm saying? What's the, uh, I'm tripping, the school next to Suitland, the middle school, Aunt Drew Freeman, Drew, yeah, that's Suitland. Yeah. That's <laughs> he all, from, he from that's C. all Pleasant. PG. Like, he from C. Pleasant. Stop playing, man. You know? Apparently they don't know what this DMV stuff is. I, I mean, DMV, like, has, right. DMV has never been clearly defined. Depending upon who you talk to, you get a right. different response. That's facts. You know what I mean? Some people say, oh, it's the D.C. metropolitan area. Like, another's like, it's all of D.C., all of Maryland, all of Virginia. You know, but then you got like people from like Southern Virginia and Baltimore who are like, nah, we got our own thing going on over here. Y'all can do y'all over there. You know, so it's never been clearly defined. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I want to say just like, aside ultimately from just being here, like what really drew you into DC's music scene to want to like really like cover it the way that you have? Oh, I'm just not a fan of being in a place and not immersing yourself in the culture of that place. Like I know Howard people a lot, or at least the reputation of Howard people is that they kind of go here and, I mean, come here and treat DC people like they're less than. And I, I think I think it's it's less of that now. When I was there, back in 2000, it was definitely still that. You know what I mean? Like call them locals like, yeah all of that it was it, 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 it was definitely a lot of that that separatism happening you know what i mean but i don't i think now especially with like the advent of the internet and all things <laughs> digital you know what i mean like everybody's you know really feeding off of each other and just wants to like get to know 
And that's you know, just like we're at Howard, where you're essentially taught that all black people have values. So that includes the ones outside of these walls. Like, but I just like DC. Like, DC culture, DC people are just awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, no, nah, it's um, it's kind of indescribable, which is unfortunate because I use words a lot. But are there any similarities to uh, Asheville? People? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, DC is just, there's a certain confidence that exists just in the air. Like when you meet people who are from DC outside of DC, it's mm -hmm. very much like I'm from DC and there's nothing you can tell me about that. Like yeah. we're the best, no matter what you say, like y'all cannot be convinced otherwise. <laughs> everyone is after y'all's fashion, y'all swag, like everyone is convinced. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to be y'all when I grow up. <laughs> And you know, we got, I think we got we got Carmen Cush, resident uh, DC native, in the building today. So she's over here, you know, <laughs> confirming all that she just all that Brianna yeah. just said to be true. And it's just <laughs> like you know, when you're from a small a small city, they don't really like some do, some definitely do, but there's not that sense of pride because one, there's not enough of y'all, but there's just not a way to form an identity. Like y'all have go go, like you have your own music, like there's just so much that black people do yeah. up here and it's just like and we were self-reliant for so long you know what i mean dc was so was self-reliant for so long let me not say we because you know we still had it like you ain't even from the city <laughs> just like i have a pass that has been a, that is still good and will always be good damn it anyway um i do i got a pass That's, my, my pass is good no expiration date anyway um <laughs> carries on forever. No, I'm dying with my past. <laughs> but um certified. Anywho, um DC was self reliant for so long. You know what I mean? DC like was ultimately cut off, you know, whether it was self imposed or just not self imposed, but DC was like operating without having to really interact with larger industries, whether it was fashion, music, um, I mean the only I mean, even in the in the in the like 80s 90s even the 70s you know like when when drugs were still a big a big right. thing you know what i mean you had those outside interactions but you really really didn't you really didn't need to really have those interactions and believe it or not with people coming here a lot of what you saw in fashion they took it from us. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, so check this out. So, like, there's a barber I went to up in Harlem a while back. He said, yeah, man, if it wasn't for me taking trips back in the day when I was hustling to D.C., I wouldn't have known nothing about the Temple Taper. <laughs> I brought the Temple Taper up here to Harlem. I don't know how true that is, but <laughs> I do know the Temple Taper was a D.C. haircut staple like that I mean, was the stand no one was rocking <laughs> new balances in the south like foams foams are everywhere now i'm like y'all the first people ever in my Nike life boom. like i'm glad she like we we used to I joke full-on arguments and debates with people from out of town while out of town about that very known I mean, fact that this young Asheville <laughs> lady said I'm 
That's okay. It's okay. We appreciate that. <laughs> nah, appreciate that. The whole city of Asheville got a pass for a week just because of that. Asheville, we made it. There's so much truth. Around, man. There's much truth to Christopher Wallace's line that hypnotized where he said Miami, D.C. preferred Versace. Versace. You know what I mean? And it's just, like I used like at Howard, like my one of my close friends, my best friend from Howard, went to high school in like Germantown, and even she had never noticed because I was like, yeah, there's like a DC like uniform, yes. like the cuff blue jeans. Oh, so y'all still y'all still was calling that the thing because like when I was at Howard, everybody, me and my man. <laughs> It was like, oh, there y'all go with that DC uniform. So this is back when, like... Well, I just didn't know what else to call it. And she had no idea what I was talking about. Like, do they not dress like that in Mocha? Or maybe they don't. But I'm like, maybe how do you like, not Maybe like Silver Spring. Maybe yeah, Silver Spring, but not Upper Mocha. That's, that, oh. You get out old and be like, unless, right. unless, <laughs> unless your family, like, just moved out there when you was, like, 15. Yeah. But if you grew up out there, maybe not. Because she blew not. my mind. Because I'm like, you mean to tell me, we just walking down Georgia, you don't know what a DC person look like. Cause I do. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just I don't know. I just <laughs> always loved y'all. You can definitely like, was, tell the niggas. I was that girl at Howard. It was dumb, and in, in hindsight, it was dumb. But I was that girl at Howard who would like real live meet people, at, like the McDonald's. Like, there's a party on Rhode Island. You trying to go? Like, sure am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even like like Howard. She too a real bougie. one. They not. This is not real up here. Like I got, I got to go investigate. Like, yeah, that's real. Yeah, and, um, and DC has always shown me love. Like nothing has ever, you know. I know people have trouble when they come up here. They just move up here. But what are the spots uh, Howard students frequented the most while you were there? Oh, that was that was like the golden era of clubbing. Well, yeah. the back end, the very back end. Like that yeah. was when love was still yeah, yeah. It's love. Kind of at its peak. Like it, it H2O closed H2O. like the week I got here. Like they oh, had, man, they, you missed H2O. <laughs> they had young oh, man, and that was the end of H2O that. H2O was a good time. And I and I even caught H2O kind of like at the, at the tail end because I wasn't living here. Like I missed the whole era of, of DC clubbing, like H2O, uh, uh, Palladium, Home, yeah, I don't All even know what any of this is. See, I like we like we 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 start like Republic Gardens. Like we had a crazy pajama party in that joint. Republic Gardens was still worth a damn. That, yeah. that was when homecoming. The like there were jam. after parties to the after parties. Like there were parties that started at three a.m. Like that ended like after my freshman year. We were done with that. Like there was some spot called twelve twenty one. I have no twelve twenty three. Twelve twenty three. I have no idea where or what it is now. Twelve twenty three. I've never found it again. No, no twelve twenty three is now. Uh, 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 um, is it Rose Bar? Is it? Is it Rose Bar? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now we I've, I've never seen twelve twenty three again since freshman week. I don't know where it is. No, 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 no. no, no it's not Rose Bar. That, so what's what's a DC what's, connection? What is that? Um, um, <laughs> like is it a dirty martini? Yeah, really? Because that cage is twelve nineteen. So yeah, <laughs> Rose Bar's twelve. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to walk in there and see if I nah. if I remember. Twelve twenty three. The memory. happy hour after work. <laughs> yep. Pure's happy hour. <laughs> Pure was. I couldn't go to Pure obviously till I was twenty one. So. That was the back end of Howard, but Pure's $1 happy hour. Friday nights. Yes. <laughs> $1 everything. <laughs> Pure. $1 drinks of Pure on happy Friday nights. They, they still doing that. Facts. You want to, <laughs> if you having a broke week, but you need a drink. Niggas trying to go to Pure. <laughs> 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 
how y'all feel. Yes, I, uh, man, dang. listen. I remember um, K Street. K Street Lounge used to have um, a free open bar on Sundays from like nine to eleven. I used to be in that joint at nine o'clock. I was. I'm. Listen, you talking Soft. about free drinks? I'm pulling up early. I don't know about this Hollywood show up late thing. Prompt. A free open bar. I was in that joint. Like now, Case used to had a had a had a had a hit open bar. DC I, doesn't have a lot of open bars anymore though. Nah, nah. Every, everybody, everybody rich mm. now. Yeah, you <laughs> everybody rich now. Buy a bottle. Buy a table. Right. All of that. Dog, that even was at when the I was at DC Star. No, I never. I never went to DC Star. I never went to a go go, y'all. I was gonna be my next question. You ever been to a go go? Nah, cause I had a, I had just enough DC friends to tell me like. That's not your move. Oh, so, like you're not you know, about to roll with the hood and get stamped and all that. So what am I doing? <laughs> see, by the time you got here, this is back. This that's when a lot of DC folks was like, "I'm too good for the go-go." Because like, if you were at Howard when I was there, I'd be like, "So you want to go up the street to the black hole real quick? Go see backyard? It's easy. It's easy. No, like, like this is quick. Like two thousand. You even got see. you got you ain't even gotta go that far. Oh no! Like I was hearing all types of terrible things about like the La Pearl and like the CFE. Like I wanted to go see XIB so bad, <laughs> so bad because yeah. Nah, you gotta. We gotta get you. to And I wanted to see reaction do Gucci Bandana. How has that never mm. happened to me? Like, oh man, yeah. You you gotta you gotta have the live experience at least once. Yeah, at, at mean, least once to really I, to really feel it. Yeah, I was essentially told that's not my move, and I didn't I didn't doubt it because again, part of the reason people go to GoGo's is to get stamped, and I wasn't about. Were they gonna say Asheville, Howard? Like who's getting stamped? Like you gonna get put on? <laughs> right. You end up up in the front. You got your phone up like it's me. But yeah, no <laughs> But no, I mean Howard had a go go, but I wasn't in town for it. Howard had a go go. Howard did have a go go. You should see Geronimo's face right now. <laughs> I don't think I, I think Howard I heard I go think go. I heard go go tw twice at a Howard party at twice. Oh no, at, wait, what? Maybe that was then because you know they played the usual suspects. You was gonna get your sexy lady in. You was gonna yeah. get your my fatty in. Reaction, ba Gucci bandana was gonna happen. Nah, yeah. That was about we, it. Though. We we ain't get none of that. If I wanted to hear some go go, I had to go to the go go. <laughs> and I was still going to the go-go at the time. I even took a couple people with me, like, we won't go. Maybe right. maybe our DJs, <laughs> like, to your point, maybe our DJs were, like, venturing out a little more so they could, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, I got yeah. a question. How do you feel about DC hip-hop as a scene right now? Like, what are, your, what are your thoughts on, like, I feel like there's a kind of two different sides to it. Like, I feel like that's obvious. Like, you have your cue to fools and will to rappers on one side, but then you have... A totally other group of, of artists on on the right side. Your Gold Links, your Ciceros, oh. and all that. Well, I do think it's, in my experience, better than it's ever been. Um, Why would you say it's better? I agree, but you know. It just has more. For a while, it seemed that there was, like, everyone was kind of shaping their image in like Wale's image. Mm -hmm. yeah. It sort of seemed like it was very, you know, respectable hip hop, but it wasn't like. Fun hip hop. It wasn't hip hop that you felt could really connect somewhere outside of here. Mm -hmm. um, and then Trail came along. I think that changed the game. Yeah. Glizzy coming along changed the game. Yeah, it definitely changed it. Um, Slutty boys in general. <laughs> but then you had a bunch of people huh? trying to follow their sound. That's B. Right. <laughs> and so I think it's there's a lot of variety. I think a lot of people, you know, do the crabs in the barrel thing. I don't think that's 
real. Like, I think there's definitely a separation, but I don't think it's because no one wants to support anyone else. I think it's the separation that exists in D.C. in mm -hmm. general, mm -hmm. which is there's, like, your artsy, yuppie, whatever types, and then there's the dudes from the hood or the street dudes or whatever. And in, in, in society in general, there's not a lot of cross-pollination in those worlds. So, of course, in the music scene... Right. right. There's not a lot of cross pollination of those worlds. So. On the on the way up. Right. On the back end, though. You go back. Everybody listens to this. Well, I know everybody listens to trap music. I don't know if everybody's listening to emo rap or <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I else. mean, I think the, the that few, works. The, the, that works on the internet, which is why it's interesting. Because if you look at Save for Trell and Shy Glizzy, if you look at who gets blog posts, it's this very emo rap or like the bouncy stuff it's very internet music mm -hmm. whereas if you go outside in dc like in quote unquote real dc it's trap rap right that's what you're hearing coming from the cars you're hearing in the streets <clears throat> that's what they playing like that's was, what they're playing in the i was just at the rico nasty show at songbird last right. friday and they was in there like oh, yeah, this saw, was a nikki show like <laughs> I was like, bitch y'all like Yeah, oh. and I said that's that's the type that's the type that's the type of music from people from from, from here that they that they Yeah, like when we, when we went so 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 me and Carmen we went to this event at a a, a blind wino. We was like the oldest motherfuckers in there. I think we were might have been Carmen said speak for yourself, I was like, nigga. Right. But but we looked young and then, <laughs> but there still was like it was we just like who aunt and uncle <laughs> Is that they we trying to blend and look real like <laughs> cool and creative and hip and shit in our clothing and it's just like nah we not bright enough and I, 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 I we ain't, our shit ain't from the thrift store <laughs> none of that shit you know what I mean but um when Rick when Rico Nasty came on man that whole place erupted yo the kid like erupted that's why I'm like I don't know who the crabs in the said barrel are because it ain't the kids because the kids are all in for Rico they're all in for Will the Rapper they're mm. all in for Q the Fool they're all in for Lil Dude like man, the kids man. around here support their own so who are these crabs? Well I mean social media was also still growing up during that time too that right? is true Wale was able to kind of get out of there because of the blog support that he had you know he was he just was talented in a way that fit for that set of circumstances right. yeah. and he had the talent and the drive to make it happen now it's a social media area like you can get on dmv music plug or get one like one minute clip on like pigs and pigeons and planes or yep. whatever your outlet is and you can automatically identify your audience it's a totally different set of rules and it's like you know now we're i think they're doing a better job than ever at mixing like little dude was on the gold link album glizzy right. was on the gold link album cicero is you know what i'm saying Gl yeah. glizzy's on chas french's album mm -hmm. right um so you know, it's it's it's, we're it's having that cross pollination. There, yeah, like I think people may be realizing, like you know, there's room for both, and we should do both because that's ultimately what DC is. It's artsy and the street at the same damn time, man. Yeah, just like how I was on one of my, I, I every now and then I go on a Twitter rant. I was talking about how yesterday on Twitter how DC is equally hyper transient and provincial, and there's a lot of which is why opulent luxury isn't embraced so much by DC residents with the, so many opulent luxury things popping up. Cause this all started cause I was talking about like how Nobu is opening in DC um, oh. in September. Yeah, oh, wow. 20, 2501 M Street. <laughs> she ready. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I hope, I hope, I hope, that, I hope that Nobu 
it's more successful than say Buda Bar was where Texas Day Brazil is or how more successful than STK was in the city. But like I said, this opulent luxury, like because DC DC's cool with like mid range price stuff, but it was always like this like edginess around it, this raw DIY just like it was it was rough around the edges. Right. You know what I mean? So like it's the one city I could think of that's hyper transient as much as it is provincial. Um so with that said I want to go into this the first time I'm, I'm doing this. We got a new segment on the <laughs> show called Critical Place Theory. So some of y'all may be familiar with critical race theory. Try not to get political like that on here, but we're going to do a play on words, do critical place theory, where we ask our guests three things they love and three things they hate about D.C. So <laughs> you want to start with the good or the bad? The good. Okay, course. run it. Because I don't got a lot of bad. Y'all know that. But... um. <laughs> I like the like the energy of DC in terms of like it's definitely a major city, mm-hmm. but you can find some peace. Like it's this interesting mm. balance of like go mode, but like chill. Like it's to me, it's the perfect city. Like it's not New York. Oh, it never sleeps, but you're gonna find something to do at any time if you're looking for it. Right. And right. I like that balance. Like I like that you can like be in the midst but the midst isn't gonna like chop your head off because it's doing too much mm-hmm. um i like that there are black people here like a lot of black people like you see even still you see black you know the post the post office man is a black dude or the bus driver is a black woman or you know just day to day you go to a restaurant it's a black person you know possibly owning the restaurant or you know serving your food or whatever because you know as i said in Asheville. You don't see a lot of black professionals. Like you don't you're not running into black doctors or black lawyers or black anything. You go to restaurants, it's gonna be, you know, a southern white lady, like, hey sweetie, you know, whatever. And so I just like that. And my mother comments on it every time she comes up here that you can, you know, you go in the grocery store and it's just black people around. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't ever feel like the outsider. Yeah. Like and so I like I love that about DC and I you know, when I have kids, knock on wood. <laughs> um, like I want them to see, you yeah. know, black black people doing more than you know dribbling a ball or rapping or making yeah. music or whatever. Like you know, you can do this regular stuff. Like, so yeah. And my third thing is, hmm. Actually, the list. Hold on. <laughs> I thought about she this. Came prepared. I did. I did my homework. Oh yeah, yeah. The cultural, like the cultural variety, like in terms of. Like, the food, you can find authentic whatever you're looking for anywhere here. Like, if you mm-hmm. want authentic Chinese food, like, apparently you can go in there and order in Chinese, and they'll come out with some stuff that's now, not they, even on the menu. They have a secret menu, just, <laughs> just just like Starbucks does. They have the secret menu. So, um, or, you know, authentic Jamaican. Like, whatever you're looking for, you can find it. And so, you know, you can run into also those people here. Like, it's not, you know, the breadbasket that New York is, but... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not hard to find people of different cultures and have that exchange and learn something in your day-to-day life. And, right, right. And even, like, you know, like, in terms of culture, like, the galleries that come, the exhibits that come, it's just a cultured place. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. Okay. And what I... That was three, yeah. Yeah. So what I don't like is... I mean, it's all things that work against that. So the umbrella would just be gentrification. Like, it's trash. Like... <laughs> And DC seems to just be going forth into the light without hesitation. And I'm like, that's wild. Like, mm-hmm. like the cost of living is officially insane. The the trying to get black people out is insane. Mm-hmm. Like just 
it's like they want DC to be this like homogenous place now. Like and like even like making U Street look like Soho. Like I'm good on that. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't give it that much. Cause <laughs> I'm just like it's another bar. I think I, I think uh, there might be some kind of moratorium on that on U Street by now. But like DC's definitely in the midst of a capitalist experiment because DC was never this big money-making yeah. place, at least not, you know, growing up, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, a, a, lo a lot of people didn't come here unless they had to be here, you know what I mean? Like, unless they were actually doing business here. Now, right. you have people who are, D.C.'s definitely become one of them cities where it's just like, you could say, oh, I've lived in D.C., you might go somewhere else, but like, yeah, I've lived here. Like, I spent my year there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or like, or, or just like, Fucking man, I'm trying shame. to come down and chill. I hear DC popping, man. And like, they name some stuff, name some events going on, you know, and I just, you know, keep my straight face. Like, yes, I smile and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. You know, I keep my comments to myself. But, <laughs> okay, so that was one? That was three. Okay. <laughs> was it really three? It was. Like, the, the cost. Okay. Cost of living, gentrification. The trying to make black people go away and, like, the trying to make the peace go away. Like, the chill vibes. Like, they wanted to be doing the most. And I'm just like, that's not what DC is. Like, we can just chill. I have a question. Back to your writing background. Like, what, how do you feel? What is the state of bloggers in 2017? Because there's been Twitter discussions here and there about, like, blogs are dead or blogs are dying. And you've spoken what on this you, a little bit. What do you bit. think is a blog? What are we defining as a blog? Um, I would say like, talking about, like, like a two dope boys. I was, I was thinking like two dope boys. Tumblr.com. Or can, they, or can, they, can two dope boys like even still be considered boys. a blog? Is like Pitchfork a blog or like Fader those blogs? I feel like they're... See, I don't think of, when I think about Pitchfork and Fader, I think I'm going here to read a full article. Okay. Right. Okay. So Not you mean learn like... about oh here's some new music. Right. You know. Well then, no, I don't. I think blogs will always exist because there's never. I've never had a blog, so I'm not sure of like the business of it, but it doesn't yeah. seem like something that would make a lot of money anyway. Unless you're picked up by like a complex media or something like so that. So if it's not a, a world that's ran by money, then it can always exist because it's it's usually a lot of people's passion projects. Yeah. Like they just do it for the love. So right. if you're doing it for the love, just like, then yeah, it'll always be there. I, I, I just hate the fact that like at one point they were the gatekeepers to like providing us and also the platform of providing us with like really dope music across the world, across the country. And now like all that, whatever leverage they had is no longer there. If like, if I want quick news or opinions on music, I can go to my Twitter feed. I can go to, you know what I'm saying? I can go to Facebook if, if not really, I'm not going to Facebook. I can go <laughs> to my Twitter feed, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, or I can go to Fader and these big outlets and these, or I can go to Apple Music and just like stream my shit. I don't need to go. I mean, but I shit. guess we're the people who are looking at blogs I would assume they're still looking at blogs because there was something else they were getting that Twitter is still not providing, maybe? Because mm -hmm. Twitter, at least my Twitter, is generally not putting new artists that I've never heard of on my feed. Okay. So, you know. So do you listen to all the all the music that comes into your inbox that you get asked oh to review or whatever? Like, are you getting, is it just, are these just artists that you, that have already been vetted by other outlets, other, other industry heads or like, it's, or do you get any like, <laughs> here's the latest and greatest from this place or that place that I only people from here know about? I swear, it, like it increases by the week. Like at first it was very like local, like I'm the artist and I'm emailing you myself. Mm-hmm. 
kind of stuff, and then like a few publicists or public, I mean, um, PR companies here and there. But now at this point, it's like some, like not super high profile, like Jay-Z's album is not landing in my emails, like Beyonce's album not landing in my emails. But like, you know, like maybe middle of the middle of the road artists are, you know, I'm getting their stuff from their publicist, and mm -hmm. it's still like, I'm the artist, and I'm emailing you myself. Yeah. And so it's just, it's always just weird though, because it is officially to the point where I'm like, there's no way I can actually listen to all this. That's insane. Like, but I could also get a lot of stuff that I just know is like, outside of the realm of my expertise. Okay. Because it's just like, it'll like, be like, like some random like folk singer and like, I'll click it out of curiosity because at this point now, I've never even heard of this. <laughs> but you you got this, you know, PR company that I have heard of and I'm just like, huh. Like it was, what was her name? It was it was some singer and she got like one, her name is one word, just like Beatrice or something. It's so random. And I just clicked it. I was like, this kind of flames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually not bad. Oh, it's Bernice. That Bernice. was her name, Bernice. Y'all should look Bernice. up Bernice. It's some weird, very Bernice. slow singing folky music. But I was like, so do you click through nice. all? You click through all of your emails, or do is there like a percentage to it? Because you can't just be opening up emails all day, right? I actually do open them. I don't read all of them because I don't like just bold a bunch of unopened unread, emails. Yeah. So okay. like I'll open them and then I'll like back back out. But like so I'll I, I'll see a picture. So mm -hmm. you know that's why. You know, people always tell artists that your art matters or, like, what your right. PR photo is. Because, like, if the picture, like, if what I can get a glimpse of is interesting enough, then I'll, like, I'll keep going. But So that would be the main thing to kind of cut through the clutter would be. And, I, I mean, and at this point, and I think with most journalists who, like, write often, like, at this point, you know who, like, which publicists have the stuff that you like. Okay. And right. you're going to, like go with what like, they sent you. You're definitely going to, you know, check out what they sent you. Yeah, like, okay. there are definitely, that's why, like, when people talk about building teams and stuff, I'm like, you need someone on your team who gets their emails opened. Like, yeah. they, they are tried and proven so that when their name lands in someone's inbox, you've at least know there's a chance it might be some good stuff. Mm -hmm. So... Well, I know that you are a trap music enthusiast. Yes. And the second trap music enthusiast we've had on the show. Trap music is life. We call you the trap queen. Yes. <laughs> um, who are you listening to right now? I hate that question. Come on, man. It should be easy for you. Do you do playlists or do you listen to albums straight through still? I listen to albums straight through. I don't yeah. listen to anyone's playlist. Okay. Um, I'm saying do you develop your own? No. No. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess if you count SoundCloud, like, I repost a okay. lot on yeah, my SoundCloud, so but I don't, like, curate it, like, okay. curate a playlist. Like, here's my weekly finds or anything. Like, if you want to look at my SoundCloud, that's the stuff Word. that I think is cool. Follow her on SoundCloud. What's your name on SoundCloud? The Queen Bree, of course. The Queen Bree. We're going <laughs> to put that in the in the notes, in the show notes. Show notes. Um, but, yeah, I'm always reposting. All right, so I'm going to name some Pretty Girls Like Trap music. I didn't get to it yet. What? That's the other thing. As the more I start writing, the less I'm actually able to listen to. Because, like, if I start to review, like, if I'm reviewing an album, like, it's all I'm listening to for, okay. like, a week. I feel like Pretty Girls Like Trap Music kind of came and went. It was a great album. It was a cool I, I album. I love me some 2 Chains though. I, actually, yeah, I my first, my first byline, album. that first NBR byline was an essay on 2 Chains. Yes, I, 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 read, I read that. I, I read love that. me some Titty Boy. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> and his trap choir. Yes. Okay. Uh, 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 what else? What else came out recently? That's that's a big one. Twenty one. Twenty one. This is twenty one. Yeah. Fire. Oh. I don't listen to twenty. I don't listen to twenty one Savage in general. I like No Heart because of that Kermit video that was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. It got the song stuck in my head. That was, but that was a fire. In general. No. Like, I gave the Metro Boomin' 21 Savage joint, like, Savage a click-through, and I was just like, that's not really... This joint is. It's better? Is this coming highly recommended? Y'all recommend this before like, 2 Chains? Yeah. Yes. I, I, would, I would play 21 Savage more than I would play the 2 Chains. Yes. Oh, I listen to Drop Top Wop. <laughs> of course I do. That was what I was about to say. We have to mention, like, her love for Gucci Mane Gucci Mane is, is, like, undying... Yes. Undying. That's at, if you had to name a favorite of hers, he is at the top. Facts. Um, Gucci, and I like I like Gucci Mane before everyone else like Gucci Mane because mm-hmm. Gucci Mane is on trend right now. Like mm-hmm. you need to be. What song, like solidified you as like? Facts. Like it's day one. Like, <laughs> like, like Gucci is my to, favorite rapper though. Like. Uh, he's definitely top three. Fa- not best. Okay. My favorite, like, enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely top three for me. <laughs> okay, who are the other two? This is very not on brand. <laughs> but Eminem. I okay. love me some Eminem. And, um... <laughs> you like Call of Duty? No. Like Call of Duty music? <laughs> That's why it's so funny, because I'm very, like, Rap- pro-black lies and all of this. And I'm like, yeah, there's white I mean, rappers. <laughs> pro-black people who like Eminem? I mean, well, no, first I mean, three albums, and that's it. It's on. I guess it's on brand for my upbringing. Recovery was okay. Like, MTV Baby, mm-hmm. you know, Eminem was always <laughs> on there, whatever. So, yeah, I love Eminem. Marshall Mathers LP is just... Yeah. Okay. And who, who's Slim the Shady other one? and Marshall Mathers LP. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um... Wayne? Wayne? But not this new Wayne. Wayne has I was about to say, which iteration of Wayne? That 2007 Wayne. 2006? Like, I mean, I was, you know, because I'm from the South, so, mm. you know, I was listening to the Hot Boys and all the cats. Mm. Like, we love big timers, 400 Degrees. 400 mm. Degrees is a perfect album, people. Mm-hmm. What? It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I have to agree. Yeah, it definitely But yeah, was. so, you know, I was always listening to Wayne, but, like, when you start getting into, like, all of the, car- well, the first three Carters, like, Dedication to the Suffix, like, um, the Drought 2, the Drought is Over 3. No, like, no ceilings. I, yeah, I would, yeah, no me and Wayne had... We went through it. Well, um, I want to I want to real yeah, quick. Yeah, I can't feel my face with Jewels. Oh yeah, can't feel my face. I forgot all about kind of. My it was face. it was Lucy's and oh, we was so, collecting the so Lucy's cold. up. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I, <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Because when T Wayne came out, I was like, oh, these are definitely old Wayne verses. Yes. I ain't heard this Wayne in Which that would have like killed everything if it dropped when, when it was supposed yeah, to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and now so, it's been reduced to two days. Like, my favorite Gucci tape is, like, Traptacular. That joint had 16 Fever and, like... What what, what would be my favorite? Uh, 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 uh. Well, because, see, I I really got on the... Like, I I knew of Gucci. I heard his songs, but I really got on the wave with him. um, What's the mixtape that had uh, Plain Jane and all that shit? Mine was uh, Writings on the Wall. Oh, that was a good one. That was um, Trap God 2. Yes. Writings on the Wall was, was my favorite. That's that's when I got trapped. Trap got to is probably one of his best. Like yeah, Bob Marley. I was I was I was uh (laughs) I was like that was on heavy rotation. 
Um, like I remember going to Howard and it was just like if you found if you ran into someone who liked Gucci, mm -hmm. y'all was in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so like I think I love her. Like that was people love bricks at the time. Yeah, like, Sports Center. It's another classic Gucci tape. Yes, yeah. I feel like there's only two artists who can get away with putting out like projects, multiple projects a year, right? Like Gucci Man and Currency. Okay, like, those are the only ones who like I want to see. Three, four albums a year, and E40 is like a, as a designated. You're OG. I salute that. You go ahead, and do your thing, bro. All right. But currency and Gucci man, like multiple projects a year. That's all I want to hear from. I never really got. I never really got into currency music all like that. Like I can't. Samezies. Except for like, when he was on the Young Money mixtape Volume One, yeah. <laughs> rapping with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Boo and Gotti and them. Huh? Like, Boo and Gotti and Mac Main and all that. Yeah. yeah, that was when they freestyled over Nuck if you buck. Listen, yeah. Yeah. listen. Oh. <laughs> Well, real quick, I want to talk about um, your recent pitch for article on black teen angst and the present day easy access to emo rap. Oh. I'm gonna read a quote oh. of yours. Um, in height, in hindsight, it seems unfortunate that I couldn't place my teenage self somewhere, anywhere within the rap available to me. But the music that finds and moves us doesn't always line up with the identity that the world sees or expects. I learned to code switch early, realizing that fandom could be just as performative as the art itself. So I selected that because I could kind of relate to that because growing up, um, the school I went to, like I was in, I was in the in the tag program, talented and gifted. Um, I grew up in like, the early, the early. The er fancy. I grew up in 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 the, in the time when like on MTV, you know, um, alternative rock just became a thing, you know, Nirvana, uh, uh, Soundgarden, uh, 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 Stone Temple Pilots, all them You all got them you, so you got your Nickelback CD or something nah, like nah, that? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> See, that's, that's, after, that's after, I wasn't fucking with none of them people. I was just like, this shit's whack. Um, a little Hoover Stank? What? Uh, no, I wasn't yeah. listening to them. No, all of them was on Now CD, so uh, I was him. Mm. Now CD, <laughs> T. Alien Ant Farm? No, man, no. I wasn't listening anyway, so. Barbie Girl by Aqua? Oh wow, you really? taking it back? Yeah, that's one hit good. wonders and shit. Okay, yeah. but check it out. Eiffel sixty five and all that shit. Bro. So so going so living in living in, in PG County and a part of PG County that was pretty predominantly black. Um, but then in school, it's just like there's a, not there's like a lot of white kids in my class, and they're telling me about. And I'm going over their house for different parties, like things like that, and they're putting me on all this stuff that I wouldn't actually normally check out. But then I was like, you know what? Let me uh. Go over to uh, 18B on uh, cable <laughs> back in the day. 18B. 18B on uh, what yes. was it? Metro yes. Vision. Metro yes. Vision. I think that yes. was what they called You're cable right. in PG County before Comcast took over. The 18B. 18. Is that a channel? Yeah, so it was, it, was it, a? It, was, it was A and B channels. <laughs> so, on a cable. So box. 17B was BET. 18B was MTV. 19B was the box. And 20 and 20B was. Do we, do we was have B time channel. to get into this nah, A and B situation? Nah, 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 never in my life. Everybody's cable's different. Nonetheless, I was, I was watching MTV, you know, you had the grind on, you had uh, Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball. You had uh, Alternative Nation. You had all Pop shows video, on. Pop-up Pop video on VH1. Pop-up video on VH1. So I'm watching all this stuff, and it's just like, I'm playing it, and like, I can only, I can only really like, listen to it or like, really get into it when I'm around my white friends at school, because like, if I'm around my family or my black friends in the neighborhood, it's like, why are you listening what to that white boy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember one time I turned on um, back when 99.1 WHFS still existed, which is the greatest rock station that DC ever had and will ever see. 
Um, better than DC DC one hundred and one. Um, I I stand by that. Um, anyway, I put on um um uh, uh what is it uh 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 um Weezer's uh Weezer Buddy Hot. That's fine. And I'm on the radio. I'm like, I had to be like, how was I? I had to be like 11, I think, when that song came out. And my mother's like, what you doing listening to that white boy music? That's what you're listening to now, that white boy music. I'm just like, you like Vanilla Ice? Hash, hash, <laughs> vanilla hash ice. Pipe was fire. That was a you know what I mean? So I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could identify with just really trying to, with that statement. You know what I mean? Just really just trying to like, okay, how can I find, because like, I didn't grow. I didn't grow up rough. I didn't grow up in the hood, hood adjacent, but not in the hood. You know what I mean? Um, I was into, cause gangster rap was very much alive and well in my youth. You know what I mean? It was the early years, but it was still alive and well. And I liked a lot of that music, but it's just kind of like, the first like, quote unquote, hard, <laughs> rapper perhaps per se that I could really actually say I really like really really got into was um, was Pac. Okay. And that's when um the uh, uh uh um what's the album with uh Temptations and Oh Me Against the World. That's that when that album came out. First of all, I shouldn't have been listening to that at twelve, but I was. And I was like, yo. You, you gotta be out here. I, yeah. I, but I, I, I understood what he was saying. It was just kinda like, you know, and maybe because he was he was the way he rapped and like he was rapping as like an observer of what was going on more so than someone who was experiencing it. And I was like, Well I can I can get I can, I can get with that. You know what I mean? So um, I just wanted to bring that up because oh. that definitely resonated with me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I listened to a lot. I was very much, you know, the the pop kid. Like mm -hmm. me and my friends were listening to Britney Spears and like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And, Ninety eight degrees. Yes, because you know Nick Nick and <laughs> Jessica got married. <laughs> well, so you was watching the shows too. Some of them. Yeah. Laguna Beach, right. as I said. Yes. <laughs> Hillary Duff, yeah. Let's go back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like my brother, I don't know. He somehow Duff started to manage to smuggle in mad like rap CDs. Like I don't know where, because my mother was definitely not buying them. Right. So I don't know who his like school dope dealer CD, right? Whatever, like, because he was coming back with like. Mad No Limit and them holographic oh, album covers. Hey man, shout out Pen and Pixel. Pen and <laughs> Going up to Kemp Mill and uh, 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 what else? Uh, 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 Willie's up in Amsterdam every week because you knew the new No Limit. Even if you ain't never heard of them motherfuckers, because you would see on the back of each yeah, one like, you know oh, I'm out there. Skull Duggery. I don't even know what he talking about, but I'm going to go get him. <laughs> My brother had me all into like, he brought in like MP the Don. It was mad. Yeah, like, man, the Don was a good shocker, album. Like, so, okay, I couldn't get into Silk the Shock. I wasn't, I, I wasn't a Silk Man, what? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I, the only time it I liked was, Silk the Shocker when he was on that, that Maya song. Cool. He had the big, like he had big no. timers albums. Yeah, he had that. He was, he was ahead of his time. If he dropped that shit today, no, it should be fire. <laughs> that yeah. should be fire. Like, you know what? He, I take that back. And we would like totally like get off on like, oh it's the dog. Oh anyway, we, but we would totally get off on like checking <laughs> on like um, the profanity of like these rap albums. Like I remember like we were listening to No Way Out and you know like Young G's like Big is like fuck all that pretty shit. We used to just be like, oh my god, this is so. <laughs> and like oh yeah, <laughs> we were immature as hell, but. I, th I think we all were. 
Yeah, yeah I, I like think, I think that just know. that felt like we was like going into another world. It was like I mean, I got introduced. I was <laughs> at first my introduct my first introduction to Rap a Lot Records was in 1991 with my mind's playing tricks on me. And from mm. that point on, I was a rapper. That was my ushering in, my indoctrination as a D.C. area native <laughs> into being a Rap-A-Lot Records fan. And you even brought <laughs> up, like, Pac. Like, I remember, like, the death around the corner, that whole conversation at the beginning. Like, we were just like, oh, my I know what's wrong with that crazy motherfucker. It, he just stand by the gun. No, all day. He don't like bruh. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, like, and so... It didn't make social sense for me because okay. I was like, no one else is bringing me this music, but yet why am I like attaching to it? Like, to me, like that's kind of the reason I'm convinced that like hip hop just like speaks to black people on like a cellular level. Yeah. Because I had no incentive to like rap at the time, but like he brought it in. I'm like, this kind of fine. <laughs> and so I think also that's why Eminem. Is like mean so much. I mean, he's obviously a great rapper, but like Eminem was the first time hip hop and like my white friends met in the middle. Like, yeah, okay, because Eminem was the one. It's like now I can go to your house and we can listen to NSYNC and then we can turn on some hip hop in the form of Eminem, and it's like a bridging of the gap. Like, <laughs> all right, that was an amazing time too, because you had like. <laughs> Kazaa, you had Morpheus, Morpheus LimeWire, LimeWire, like so. I would download, I would download Eminem music videos, but it'd be like Dragon Ball Z montages <laughs> with like Eminem music over it, and I'd be like, yo, that shit, that shit. YouTube, takes me back YouTube, YouTube pulling that same okie doke though. Like, Man, I crashed two computers fucking. Oh yeah, LimeWire. yo, I'm, I'm surprised shit. my mother ain't put us out. <laughs> she was about. just letting us cook, and that was when like you know someone picked up the phone and That's messed fine. up your download, bruh. Cause mm. we saw a dollar. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you okay. just messed up my Niggas whole connection. Niggas would be stingy and be like, I'm not uploading none of my shit, though. I'm saying, I download y'all shit, though. But yeah, and so, that. like, I don't know. I think all fandom has a social function. Like, I think we all, when you get around certain people, you adapt what it is they like so that you can speak their language and you can, you know, you all are on a, a same, the same way for them in yeah. that way. And so I think if you're around a lot of white people who are listening, like, like, when I was in the newspaper, like, they were listening to, like, Fallout Boy and, like, Dashboard. I was all in. But it's just also, like, what am I going to do? Sit here and ask for you to turn on Jay-Z? Like, no. Like, yeah. I'm the only one in this room. So it's, like, you just learn to like it. And you, it's a genuine like. Like, yeah. I, I mean, still listen music to Fallout Boy. Catchy like, music is catchy music. Sunday. Like, I mean, the article was about Taking Back Sunday. Like, I still turn that stuff on to this day. So, mm -hmm. But I think we all, like, I think that's probably why I like Go-Go. Like, you come up here and it's just, like... You want to adapt the language that the people around you speak. And it's just got to. And we still got to get you to a go-go. So before <laughs> we close, I want to just ask you because, you know. Can you have them stab me? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't have no pool like that, like that. Carmen Carmen right. <laughs> got a little more street cred than I do. <laughs> you know. know. But, but don't but don't nobody be talking about Asheville though. Facts. They know Greensboro, Charlotte. I'm a, it's my it's my duty. We'll get that yes. Which happens like once out. every three months, if that. So people's proof, like they put me on. Right. Like you hear that? That was for me. That's when it was official. That was like I paid my dues. Right. Certified right here. Came out there dolo too. Still got a stamp. Everyone's gonna be like, 
who, what? Like, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. She's with us. She's with us. It's fine. It's fine. She's cool. Let her pass. Let her pass. She's cool. But um, music can be music. Working in the music industry in any capacity can be exhausting, especially at the rate that music is coming out now. So yeah. I just want to know, like, what inspires you to keep on writing about music? Just with all the changes in like distribution, different formats, different types, you know what I mean? Of like, especially with like in the rap space, like what inspires you to keep on going with that? I just genuinely love music. Like, that's probably the only consistent there has ever been. Like, you know, we talked about what we were listening to as like kids and stuff, but you know, it was, like I said, I had now CDs. Like, I was stealing like my parents like gospel CDs. Like, I was stealing their Motown CDs. Like. Like, I remember having, like, the Tony Braxton, like, Secrets album, like, reading the lyrics in the book. <laughs> Unbreak my heart and yes! shit. Yes! <laughs> like, and I'm, what, at this time, seven? Like, just all in. Like, I've just always loved music, which is why when I went to Howard, I thought I was going to get into radio. Because I'm like, what can you do with a love of music? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to sing or rap. That's, that's more than anyone bargained for. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so that was, you know, I, when I learned you could just write about it, I'm just like, oh, that's it then, like, you know. So I hope to never become, like, that washed person, like, when, like, Gucci retires and I'm, like, 40 and I'm, like, back in my day, the trap music. Like, I don't, I hope yo, to never. I'm trying to yo, fight that. To yo, what's the next level, though? Because like, we got trap music, like, I just can't fathom some shit more, like, different than what's gonna I come mean, after I'm, I'm low-key like, a trap elitist like I'm I'm just trying not like I'm still like where's like, y'all stug motivation 101 like yeah facts y'all ain't got no Rocco like New Jock City came out that right. joint was like perfect like yeah it just you know it's definitely not the same but I just try to go where hip-hop goes like I'm, I just want to let them lead and meet them where they are and just kind of I have made a conscious commitment to just being like, it doesn't matter what it was or what I used to like. Like, this is what is here now. And either you're going to like it or we have the internet. We have YouTube. We have sound. Like, you can find something to like. Like, yeah. it's not hard. Like, you don't have to leave the genre. Like, just find what you like and put that on. And I think, you know, that will carry you through time. Like, and, you know, be, be fluid, be flexible, be open, open-eared, open-minded. Quick question. So you grew up like us, listening to a variety of different genres of music, right? So when you look at artists like Lil Uzi Vert or XXX, Tentacion, like when you see that. I do not love XXX. <laughs> so you rock with them? No. No. I love Lil Uzi. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, understand, I don't understand that triple X Tentacion kid. I don't. Well, it's mostly nah, the he beats women it. thing. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I tried to listen to uh, Watch Playboy Cardi's freestyle. Dog. I man, laughed. shout I out, shout time. out, Kamaya. Kamaya's ill though, man. Oh man, you Kamaya's know, shout out Kamaya. But one, I got to like, Kamaya I, gets a lot of love. I tend yeah, to just like yeah. gangsta bitch anything. So you know, oh, I mean, like, yeah, man. <laughs> her not, is just y'all, point, y'all come, we come from the same. Like, ain't no, you know, gangsta boo and Mia X <laughs> and Facts. Princess and Diamond yep, and yep. Remy and what Kim, a bass swag to Eve. Like, it's not. We don't got it. Like, we had it. Trina, man, Trina, Shout listen. Shout out to Kamaya, Listen, Trina and the South have a special bond. <laughs> she's like the queen maiden. Yes. She, 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 Trina has some 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 good yep. B-sides turned A-sides, I must say. I definitely must say. Um, what, what's, what's next for Brianna Younger? What's next? Um, keep writing. You know, I still 
I still have bylines I want to get. Like, I want to write in the Atlantic. Shout out to Ta-Nehisi Coates, oh, the goat man. of us oh, all. That's a, that, that, that's a, that would be huge. Yeah, like, um, though they showed the emo article, love. Like, they shared it or whatever. I was like, so y'all want to be my friend then? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep writing. I don't know if it will ever become a full-time gig because um, it's, it's scary out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I guess the official answer is just trying to see where music, like, the music radio curation whatever industry is headed because you know we've seen a lot come and we've seen a lot go okay. so it's just kind of like you either find something and get in on the ground floor or i don't know as long as i can keep loving music and keep getting paid we'll figure it out sounds good to me <laughs> so where can people find you um twitter the queen brie instagram it's not you it's brie <laughs> 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 she got some humble brags for a shy person. <laughs> it's not you, it's Brie. In case you didn't know. <laughs> no, I be trying to make little puns, and I just feel like they be falling all types of flat. Cause I'm like, <laughs> like I was like, cause like when I made the Queen Brie, it wasn't no like MySpace, ooh baby girl, like I'm yeah. popping. Like it was like <laughs> I was trying to play on like the Queen Bee, like. Not even Beyonce, no, like the little, animal. Oh, okay. I was thinking like little Kim. No, yeah. like the insect, like the queen bee. But I feel like people just be thinking I'm just big upping myself. Like, I mean, that's I'm cool. trying you, to you be can, funny. You can big yourself up. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to big yourself up. You can pat yourself. I mean, the it, back. I can, it kind of works say, out. You know, I'm like that. I'm the shit. It's okay. You can do that. Like I can never like demean myself truth. because people are constantly calling me queen on Twitter. So I'm just like, well, mm. I guess I have to embrace this now. Like so. Mm. Oh, brother. Uh. <laughs> Well, well, Brianna, it was great having you on the show. Thank you for having me. This was, this was a good time. This was the most you've ever gotten me to speak, huh? Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to get you to talk. It made you laugh, all of that, you know? Yeah, y'all are awesome. Thank you.